everybody, Rich Forney here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Karen Miller, the team leader of the Karen Miller Real Estate Team out of Royal Page Signature Realty in Toronto. You know, Karen's been licensed since 1984 and through um, sheer hard work in 1988, she attained and became a member of the Chairman's Club at Royal Page, which is the top 1% of all of Canada for that company. Um, one of the, her real claim, claim to fame, as she puts it, is that um, Royal Page came up with a new designation for people with over 25 years of consistent membership in the Chairman's Club, and she's one of three people in all of Canada to have ever done that. So I'm super excited to bring her onto this podcast today. Um, I look forward uh, to all of you enjoying some of this information. It's timeless. She's been around for a very long time. She's seen um, a few market crashes and, and recessions, and um, the advice that she's going to give today is timeless. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy what we bring to you today. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hello, everybody. Richard Forney here from the Peak Results Academy podcast. And today I'm very excited to have someone who has um, achieved some extraordinary um, success in the world of real estate out of the Toronto market. Um, she has um, she has the distinction of being one of only three people um, out of Royal Page in Canada to have um, attained the top 1% for over 30 years with Royal Page in Toronto. Um, I know she doesn't like to talk about it too much, but I think it's important that you understand to achieve um, top 1% Chairman's Club for over 30 years consistently, down markets through up markets. I'm very excited to have you with us today. Um, I really want to delve deep into who you are and what has enabled you to serve so many people um, throughout the Toronto market. So thank you so much for taking some time with us today. My pleasure. Um, Karen, you are currently um, in lockdown. We're in self-isolation in Toronto. Um, your office is based out of Don Mills area in, in, in Toronto. Um, how are you enjoying the self-isolation quarantine time? Well, I'm, um, it's kind of different. I've never, ever experienced anything like this, but I'm for the first time ever, I am... Um, I'm able to uh, finish, uh, start and finish something like cleaning my kitchen cabinets and stuff like, which has never been a priority in my life. So um, there's a lot of achieving going on and, and education-wise too. So yes, it's scary and a little lonely, but um, everybody, it's a global pandemic, and so we all have to do it. We all doing it. So I, that makes it better when I know we're all doing it. We're all doing it. You know, my hair's getting out of control. I trimmed the beard the other day. Um, my wife's dying to cut my hair. Um, kids are at home for us. Um, it's been a journey to, um, to educate and work with them through this period of time. Um, you know, the funny thing is with, with real estate, we're always on the go. It's a very stressful business. Um, you're constantly being pulled in so many different directions. And to have this time of self-reflection, um, it's a gift, and I'm trying to use it as a gift today. So it sounds like you are as well. 
Perfect. You know, the last um, 31 years in real estate, um, sounds like it's been quite a journey. I was wondering if you might share with us a little bit about the beginning of this journey. Okay, so I started in 1984. Yeah. I was a mom uh, with three uh, small children and, um, and a husband, of course. And um, uh, the first day of real estate school, the teachers said that the average income was $7,000. I almost fell off my chair. I wasn't doing real estate because I didn't know what to do with myself. I did it because uh, financially uh, I needed to do it. So it was, um, this was not a little pastime hobby. So I went home and I said to my husband, oh my God, I've made a terrible mistake. The average income is $7,000. We can't live off that. You know what he said to me? He said, oh, phew. Thank God you're not average. Love him. Married the right guy. Yeah. But that set the pace. Right. If that's the average, who who wants to be average? Nobody. We all well well, I guess there's average is not always bad, but if you're going into business, you can't afford to be average. So there we go. That's it. That, that was the beginning. <laughs> that was the beginning, and then I did three years of door knocking, doing all this stuff, uh, textbook. I think one of the my achievements is I can learn. I'm a good learner. I don't reinvent the wheel. This is what they said you should do uh, to make to make money, and it's door knocking and telephoning. And don't forget that was 30, 36 years ago. So um, I did it. I did what I was told. And uh, in the next three years, I be I entered into one of the top one percent in Canada with uh, with A. E. LePage then. Mm. So yeah, I can read and I can be taught, and that's the secret. So if you don't mind, I just want to talk about that beginning stage of door knocking. Um, how many doors would you knock on a given day? Well, what I did was. Um, uh, the rejection when you door knock isn't wasn't so bad then. I want I just want to make sure people understand that in 36 years ago there wasn't that fear of opening the door like there is today. So I would say I would do a block of doors, um, and then depending on how much rejection there was, you know, in the old days we believed that you had to have uh, 99 no's. Like I don't know who came up with that idea. It was horrible, but. Um, that's how I thought, okay, so I got one no, that's okay. No's, we, we were taught that a no, don't worry about it, just keep going. So um, I kept going. And so I would do a block. So if a house got listed, I, anybody's house got listed, wasn't mine, that's for sure. I would door knock the whole area and let people know. That's fantastic. And then if you look out today, is door knocking um, a strategy that someone should consider? Sure, uh, sure they should. And I know a lot of people who are very successful at doing that. Um, we we tend to when we get when we do get a listing, we door knock like knock twenty and just talk to the people, invite them. You know, now this is last year. This is going to be the olden days. We invited them to open houses, right? Which now is going to be. And uh, now we're still going to do it, and we're going to ask them to go to virtual tours or list. We're still going to provide information. 
when you look out at our industry, the real estate industry, for example, you know, so very few people um, stay in the industry past, you know, three to five years. I think the turn rate is anywhere around um, 80 to 90% dropout rate. Why is, why is the dropout rate so high? I think, um, I think they, uh, I, I think people think it's easy and uh, they're going to make money right off the bat. They don't realize how difficult it is really to get discipline and you don't make money overnight. It takes, it takes, I would say to anybody coming in, make sure that you've got six months to a year behind you because it, it takes, it takes that long to, to work. It's hard work. And I don't think people realize that when they get, I know they don't, they, they don't realize that you have to give up family and friends and there's a lot of sacrificing to really make it, you know? So um, it's disillusional. And um, I know that when I started my agents that I, they were my mentors, she drove a Cadillac and I thought, Oh my God, that's why I chose real estate. I thought you got rich because she was driving a Cadillac. And so that's why when I found out that you only made $7,000, I realized I wasn't going to get a Cadillac. Um, so I thought the girls made it, these were women, but I called them girls. They had made it look so easy because they were so professional. They'd been in the business already 20 years. And um, I, I would say if you can hang on to someone who's a mentor for you, you won't, get, you won't give up. But it's, it's a tough business to start, to start. It is um, just from an income perspective and the cost associated with getting involved and then to find a client, actually do something and then wait for that to close. You could be six months to a year before you ever get paid on one client. Yeah, I think that's why it's nice for uh, if you're coming into the business, maybe join up with a team, a successful team. You can learn so much and um, I, I think we'll, and, uh, you won't be so alone. You know, so I think that's if, when people ask me, Karen, should I get into real estate? I say, of course, but join a team so that you have in-house experience and you get leads uh, that helps you out a little bit. That's right. Um, you have a team, correct? Like, so yes. now it's a family team. Is that correct? Yes. That's okay. So you, if you don't mind, love to talk about that. Um, so I work with, yeah. my, I work with my wife. Um, yeah. you know, I'm sure she loves me and hates me all in the same day, many, many days, <laughs> um, you know, uh, so you work with, so you have three children. Are they both in the business? All, all three, all three of the kids are in the business. Um, my son-in-law, um, uh, my husband and my, and my, um, uh, niece is also, and I do, and I do have, um, another gal who is not family that uh, she's just come aboard um because when all the family want to go away somewhere it's nice to have a backup and um, she's a sort of a stay-at-home person so we've got that but i started off first with my husband and he was a general contractor and i was using him a lot to help me service my homes and then it you know got to be a room uh rule with tread then uh, that you you had to be licensed, so he got his license. He doesn't sell, but he's invaluable as far as putting signs up. And he he did all the five dollar, uh, what we call five dollar hour jobs. He did those, so that was very, that was so good for me because it allowed me to concentrate on other things. And then my kids, 
and we have a great family. We have a great family, and we work well together. Although I do fire Ian, my husband, every Friday, but he comes back to work on Monday. So <laughs> I'm sure you can, you know. <laughs> you know, and that's what I find. Like Lindsay and I, like, and whatever we do, whether it's the you know, podcast or whatever we're doing, yeah. we find that it encroaches on our family time so much. And we have three girls and that's the challenge that we have is the, the separation of business and family time. And we're not good at it. We're not, we're, we're getting better, but we're not good at it. Um, and um, it, I think it either drives you closer together or it will drive you apart. This type of business. It's just, I, I would say respect, just respect, but you can't give up those, those three little girls. I'll tell you they they should be a priority. So I think I was lucky Ian didn't join Ian was a stay at home dad. Uh, before it was very popular and so that helped me a lot that I could work eight hours a day and but Ian was there with the kids so that's probably where I have it had it better than you is that you're both you and your wife are working full tilt Ian gradually came into the business so it, it that made it a lot easier yeah you know I, I think that I mean just a, the longevity that you've had in this business is such a rare I mean, to be honest with you, it's, you're in rare air. I mean, there's very few people have been in that business, this business for 30, 30 plus years. And um, is there something that's lacking with people that enter the business today? Are they lacking something that is not enabling them to stay in the business? Is, is, is there, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, um, I really think that uh, people have the wrong idea about, about real estate. They really do th come in thinking it's going to be easy and they have to understand it isn't easy. You've got, I, uh, but I've seen many different personalities be very successful at this business. You know, I've seen quiet people who are, who hardly open their mouth, very successful. I've seen people who are slippery, very success, successful. I think it's you have to be service orientated. You really have to want to help people. Um, and then if you really want to help people, you're not doing it for yourself. I think that may may help. But some of the um, some of them come in with a little bit of an entitlement issue. And it, real estate just doesn't work. We're way too competitive. Uh, if people think that you're not working for them, you're not gonna, you're not, uh, you're not gonna be hired. So I don't know. I've very, I'm very over the last thirty years. I've seen many people make it that I, I thought, oh, with that, I don't think they're gonna, and they do it. But hard work, I think, and and the love of people. Even yeah, I really think that's good. You gotta like working with people. You know, I'm always trying to dig in deep to find out what is that common denominator? What is the magic elixir? What is that thing? You know, of, um, a gentleman who runs a broker said, he goes, you can't teach it. It's either you got it or you don't. And, I, you know, so we're kind of odds um, uh, with that. And I'm always trying to figure out what it is. So people say hard work. Um, what, does that, what does that mean to you? Um, does that mean 
I talk to lots of people every single day. Is there a certain number of people that you talk to every single day? Um, there's hard work. And, I'm, and sometimes I try to define what does hard work mean for, for some people? I think it means doing the job, like doing the job. So you go into the office. I'm sure you've read all about this. People go in, they spend eight hours in the office, but actually they didn't pick up the phone once. Right. They talked to everybody. They didn't really do anything. So I, I would say my advice to people is do a journal and put down in your journal exactly what you did to produce business. What did you do today to produce business? And that's very interesting. Um, a lot of them do nothing. So. You know, I found that when I talk to people, that's when I make. That's when business happens. <laughs> you yeah. know, we can we we, gener we generate a lot of contacts online, but and you know, there the automation is there and and. And, and listings go out to them. And, but unless I pick up that phone and even texting, I can text people and we have conversations that doesn't mean anything. No. It's a phone call. And isn't that right from day one? That's what they said, day one. And you know, so. very tech, we, I mean, everything we do is technology. We moved to an area we didn't know anyone. So we got, we entered the market. And if it wasn't for the online world, there's no way we could have played in that space. Um, yeah. We had three kids. I mean, we, we didn't know anyone in the market, um, but it was the phone call on top of everything else we did. That was the magic. And if we didn't do the phone call, forget it. It was over. Yeah. Right. That's all. But a lot of, you have to understand that a lot of people coming into the business, they have a sphere of influence, but they, that dries up. You can't phone the same person 10 times a year. It, it just doesn't work. You, you become annoying. So you have to, it's a gradual process, I think, and you have to think outside the box. You have to go to you have to go outside that box to meet people and to do things for people. And when you have children, you know, if you participate in their sports, uh, you get to meet people on their team. You get to meet as you're lining up to put the kids into school. You meet other parents. There's huge, huge area that uh, young people can certainly make contacts. But the phone call is the most important. And just quite frankly, it's the thing I least like doing. <laughs> so I have a daughter who's like my boss who puts down on my desk, make these calls. And so I better do them or else I get, I'm going to get help from her. So just so people know, it's the phone call that means the most and it's the thing I least like doing because I'm always worried that I'm interrupting. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of phony because I'm not, they don't believe I'm calling them um, just to say hello. I'm calling them for business. So I feel I, I'm a middle class sort of raised middle class. Um, you don't ask for things and that's not that I ask, but I always feel they think I'm going to ask now with, COVID-19 is I can phone anybody. I love calling. I'm not interrupting. I know they're going to love to hear from me and they know I'm not asking for business. Right. They, they really sincerely believe. So this is an opportunity for realtors to get on the phone. This, there have no excuses. When we look at picking up the phone. So if you don't mind me going there for a second, you know, yeah. 
I genuinely believe you. Like you really genuinely want to serve people. I, 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 there's no way you could be in this business this long and not want to serve people because it's super painful some days. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so you must want to serve people. Um, I wonder why we worry so much about what people think about us. And is that one of the reasons why people don't make it in the business? Because we do care or we worry what other people think about what we do or in how we do it. For sure. It's very important for me that um, I, uh, again, I think it's my upbringing that um, you know, if you're going to pay me for something, then I'm going to do the best job possible. And then if you compliment me, I feel if you say to me, oh, Karen, thank you so much. It, you know, it was a great experience. I feel amazing. Okay, I feel amazing. And then I get on with it. But if you say something to me like, oh, well, I would expect a little more from you, Karen, or something like that, I'll carry that for a year. I'll carry it. I'm motivated by uh, the fear of not doing what I said I was going to do. Right. I'm worried about going into Zares or a grocery store in my neighborhood and seeing someone I did business with and they don't like me and I'm with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we're, we're, motivated by um i think um successful accomplishments and how we and when we get accolades we know that's how we know we've done what what we were supposed to do so i think it's kind of fun to to accomplish that type of thing today to make people happy with your services i think that's pretty good do you set out every single year the idea to do a certain amount of um, business or is that, um, that that's just a byproduct of you doing what you do every single day? You don't even no, no, always, always. We're very motivated by goals. Okay. I, and I think goals, goals. So if you said to me um, two things that, you, that uh, make a successful person in any way is goals and discipline. You, you, you've got to set goals so you know where you're going. And then you, if you set down a discipline, this is what you're going to do every day. This is how you're going to do it. And um, those two, those two go hand in hand. And I think you're fine if you can do those two, you're going to do all right. Yeah, one of my coaches says to me, he goes, <clears throat> you know, discipline is the ability to give yourself a command and then follow through on the command. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Right. I love it, but I, um, again, over all these years working with people, uh, I, there was a gentleman in my office when I first started. He was very successful. He was one of Canada's top realtors, and he came in every day. And, you know, this is when we all sat in a bullpen, right? We didn't have private offices. I was so lucky for that because I, I got to hear ordinary people who who absolutely excelled in this business, but they were ordinary and they spoke ordinary. They weren't highly articulate or educated and they were still, he was one of the top 10 in Canada. But you know what he did every day? The same thing. He came into the office. This is when you had um, MLS sheets and he studied them all and he called his people. And I heard him do this every single day. He called his people and I listened to him. And I thought, whoa, if he can do that, I can do that. I mean, sometimes you couldn't even remember who he called. 
but he goes. So, yeah, discipline. Now, when you look at being consistent on a daily basis over 30 years, what yeah. drives you still today, Karen? Like, what is that thing that keeps you going every day? Oh, first, the love. I do like, I do really enjoy my job. And because I work with my children and my, well, I work with my family, it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's not uh, stressful. It's fun. I go into work. I, we all have jobs to do. We all know what our jobs are. We start off with a little meeting. We know what I have to do. Um, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun too. It's not all hard driven. And again, I think sometimes, when you make your goals like a pressure cooker, that takes you down. It takes you down. Um, goals are just there to aim. Like I use it for an aim aiming. I don't really care if I get there or not. I just want to work towards it. Um, but I, I do have a lot of uh, fun uh, with real estate. <laughs> no. That's a common denominator that I'm experiencing, Karen. And if I don't mind sharing this with you that people that I have communicated with who are sitting at that you know top 100 top 10 yeah. number they actually like what they do yeah no, I, I'm there's something inside that they actually like being in real estate and serving yeah but you know Richard not every day is is wonderful and lovely and, and great there are some terrible days where you have where you think, oh my God, how many more things can go wrong? And and things. It's not like just one great big laugh in. So I I want people to know that. But overall, um, aren't we lucky that we are in charge of our own jobs, our own career? We can make or break. We are we are responsible for it. No boss. Don't really have a boss. You're your boss. And um, I think that is a, a blessing. So, yes, you have bad days, but overall, um, you should enjoy what you do, as you shouldn't be doing it. Right. You, you know, you went through 89, <clears throat> that recession, I'm assuming, right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was I'm yeah. 46. Um, I didn't have the, the experience of, of, of going through that process. Um, and that was an external event, you know, NAFTA, interest rates at extreme levels. Um, this is different. Mm -hmm. And what advice can you give people today to get through this? Well, again, I think is don't drop the ball. Um, this is not a marketing crisis, you know, or a housing uh, crisis. This is a health crisis. So you come first, be careful, um, be safe. But now's a time where you can, um, I think, get ready. Because I do believe that when this uh, is over, um, we will be extremely busy. And I think this is an opportunity for everyone to learn so much more. I'm just thinking, like, I'm going to be 70 this year. And I have learned all about Zooming. Do you think I could have got in here uh, six six weeks ago? I'm sorry. No, I couldn't have. Um, I've spoken to all my family in Europe, 
Zoom. Um, I got the, there's a Brownie Box uh, company that you bought a camera, 360 camera, which uh, we're all learning about the te virtual tour, uh, virtual reality, virtual tours, 360. These were all people I hired. I knew there were companies out there. Guess what? Now I can do it. Right, now you're going so, to Right. Yeah, so now I'm learning how to do all this um, and understand it better. And so, because that might be the future, technology might be. See, in my day, I had it better off, actually, because the public had no information. They could only rely on me. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So when I made the phone call or door knocked, it was, I had information that they couldn't get. Now, today, Everybody can get the same, basically the same information as me. I'm more advertising what I have. I'm really not telling people as much. So I think now we're going to go into a much higher level of technology. It's still going to come down to uh, personal service and, um, and your attitude, but technology is going to play even a bigger. So over the 30 six years that I've been doing this, I think you have to um, evolve. You are, you're always evolving into something. You can't be the same person you were even five years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, the information age is, um, you, what I do find is that the interpretation of the data is super important. Yeah. Um, and um, that's where I think we still have a lot of value to bring is the interpretation of the data. What does that actually mean? And, um, For sure. And the information that's delivered to the consumer today is very skewed depending on the provider. And um, I think we have a, a real opportunity today to, um, to serve our clients in such a way to give them the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and that means we have to understand the numbers as well. So we're fed a lot of numbers, but then we have to dig deeper into those numbers to really understand what's right. true and what's not true. Um, I want to ask a hard question. It just popped in my mind. Uh, okay. And so job losses. You know, everyone says the housing market's going to do really well after this. <clears throat> um, I'm having a tough time with, with, with that in my own mind because the amount of people that are losing their jobs and not going to be able to qualify for a mortgage. Um, is it going to be as robust as we're thinking, or will this be more of a, a drawn out U style recovery? If this goes on for a few more months, those jobs aren't coming back. Yeah, I, I worry about that too. I'm, I just want to like, this is yeah. not scripted. I, I, no, 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 but that's, we, I no one has a crystal ball. Yeah. And I think that, um, if people uh, are losing their jobs and they have to sell their home, let's say, for instance, they have to sell their home. Um, you know, we came into this year at absolute full speed. Ridiculous. Uh, the prices had gone up an, uh, over 10% since this time last year. Um, you know, our prices are still up by 3% from this oh, year to year. Yeah. Okay. So, if you lose your job, and you, there's always been people who lose their jobs, like talk about 89, 90, holy jumping. I mean, people talk to Calgary and see how many people had to walk away from their mortgages and stuff like that. But um, I think that because 
the banks have mortgaged this the bank the government everyone's looking after people they're going to I don't know that people are going to um, are going to be really that they're going to struggle if they have to sell their home they're going to get a big buck for their home I can see rentals might go up a little more because of that but I think because the banks are, are going to be very sympathetic to people who have lost their homes they're going to del delay their their mortgages and they're doing that now it's going to be very interesting to see like I hope um, I think there will be an adjustment yes but I think our housing is going to be high still I think our prices are going to be high I don't think there's enough inventory so I don't know well it's it's very interesting to see what's going to happen you know it's funny I watch a team out in Calgary I'm not going to mention them today but I've been watching them and probably one of the the most challenging environments in Canada was, was probably that market. Yeah. <laughs> They're number one and number two in Canada for a certain company and just yeah. extreme growth. And the lesson that I took from that is this. If there's a will, there's a way. You must be committed to being outstanding in whatever you do every single day and really have something that you focus on and having true belief in service and, and serving your clients to the best of your ability. And through that process, if you believe that, it, it'll work out for you. Yeah, I, I, we're going to have to wait and see how this all goes, uh, how the economy is really going to affect people. And, um, but I've never seen a government step in like our government has stepped in to help people out. Like, um, right. I know you can apply for the emergency insurance and then oh, 48 hours you've got it. I mean, this helps, uh, this helps a lot. So there's not going to be drop dead overnight. It, if this lasts another six months, see, I can see where there's there's going to be some issues. But um, overall, I hope that uh, it'll come out. So what if if they have to sell? Because let's say you you've lost your job and you have to sell, and you, and you can rent. You don't have to buy again, right? You can just. I'm not even going to think about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on like every day. Every day. Um. Because I can't control that. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. You cannot control that. All you can control is who you are. And I think that's the messaging that I want to bring yeah. to our audience is that you've been through a crisis before. I'd say at least 80% of agents out there today and 80% of business owners have not been through a crisis. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that is going to be, there's been three, I think that I've been, gone through three different sort of ups and downs, but you just work you work it you work it and you help people out and that's it and for for a lot of people it is just showing them the right direction and that helps if you were to start today Karen what would you do differently in your real estate business what kind of advice would you give someone well I would um, uh, mentioned before I think if I was going in I would align myself with us uh, and as you know I, I, I only have family I'm not looking to any I don't want any team members I'm happy with my little family but um, I would really go to the broker and sit down with the broker and ask the broker uh, you know who's one of the top realtor teams and because I think the training um, is very important in the beginning so if you can 
if you can uh, align yourself with a good agent, a good brokerage. You know, I'm with Royal Page Signature, which um, many years ago was a boutique called Slightum, and it's a real estate family. And Chris and Jeff Slightum, who are the brokers where I am, do you know they spend more time in training and and their attitude is what can I do to make your job easier that's a very important way to think so if you're gonna be hired or if you want to be a new agent you want to go to work at see the attitude I would say to the person I was going to work for how what are you going to do to make me the best I can be not and not use me just to fill in the gaps when there's a lousy open house to do or something like that although that's something is better than nothing um, that's what I would do I'd line myself with a top broker and a top team do you um, do you do a lot of reading and coaching yourself Do you have someone in your life that helps guide your business um, I did have in the beginning I had uh, uh, the rich Robbins well, you you riches are pretty good, um, and a long time great great, great reputation, hundred percent. Yeah, they. Um, uh, so I was coached uh, maybe 10, 10, 15 years ago um, for a couple of years, and that really was good. I would definitely. Uh, it's just coaching when you first start off is not affordable. It really isn't, but if you align yourself with a good team, maybe your team person can. What we do is, I, I'm happy to pay. If I would pay for my uh, team members to go to courses and to be coached, there's nothing better. I am not a good man manager, or I, I'm not really a good coach either. Um, yeah, there's so something you said about you know naturally being able to do something, and then there's the transference of that knowledge and education to someone is really difficult to do. I'm all for coaching. I want to tell you, coaching to me is so valuable um, that I really think that everybody should have some kind of coach to that you're responsible for, you're accountable to. See, I don't want anyone to be accountable to, to me because I feel bad if they don't make it or they don't do it. Or you know, the worst thing I can. We have had administrators. I can't even fire them. Like I have to, you know, my girls have to hire and fire. I can't even do that. So I don't want to coach. Um, if you need, if anybody in my office needs to come and talk to me, of course I'm going to talk to them. But if I have to talk to them, oh, every week or something like that, I would, I would, I would kill myself. I couldn't do it. But um, the value in coaching, yeah. That's very good. When you look at um, your, and I want, I want to get into this a little bit because there's a, there's a, the granular part of the real estate business. Where do you meet all your new people, Karen? Well, at this stage, um, at this stage, a lot of it is uh, referrals. Yeah. So because, um, but I'm very active in our community too. Okay. I do a lot of, different things in our community and so I meet people through that as well and I do a lot of seminars you know that's a nice place to meet people do seminars that have nothing to do with you like I have a lawyer and a mortgage broker and things like that um, I'm I have the SR 
SRES designation. So I'm a senior specialist, um, and I love I love that. So 50, you know, 55 and up, um, I can I, huge um, specialization there. So I meet a lot of people th through that as well. So take courses, do seminars, door knock. <laughs> That's right. where you meet them. Right, door knocking. That's not definitely has has not my forte. Um, it's not fast enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's really tough. I think it's tougher for guys too, because you come to the door, it's terrifying. But there is a fellow in our office that's made a big success out of door knocking. Yeah, um, I'm not too tall, so I'm not too intimidating. So that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit. Uh, there, you've got a good benefit. Um, I really appreciate that you took the time. Um, that's one of the benefits of COVID. I can reach someone like you because if, yeah. you know, if this wasn't here, I would not reach someone like you. And, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm always happy to share. Always happy to share. Um, because you know, once you give your time, you can't get it back again. And, um, our industry is, there's just so much information coming at us. And to have someone who has did it, done it, and still doing it over a 30-year period of time, um, that's super important to understand the psychology behind um, someone like yourself. And I think it gives back. And, and if people who are listening today um, love what you do, don't focus on the money. Focus on serving people. Yeah. That's the message I'm getting from you. And that's the message I get from a lot of top producers. Focus on the consumer. Have a servant's attitude. Yeah. You committed to those clients and it'll work out. That's Perfect. Thank you for spending some time with me today. You're absolutely oh, lovely. I can't wait to meet you in person. I, I hope that happens. It will. Okay, when things get better. <laughs> for sure they will. Listen, thank you very much. Stay safe. Enjoy your family. And uh, I'll definitely you. be in touch very, very soon. Oh, one more thing. Um, where yeah. can people reach you? Oh, they can reach me. Um, uh, um, my email, I guess, is the best. Karen at KarenMiller.com. Miller with an A-R. A that's, that's the only catch. Yeah, very happy. Thank you. Thank so you much. very much. Love those little girls of yours. I will for sure. I'm going to see them this afternoon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you, Q. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.